Hi, I'm Becca Otis from Five Lines Pottery in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I'm Ryan Durbin from RD Ceramics located in Southgate, Kentucky. And welcome to Wheel Talk. Hey guys, we've loved answering all of your questions so far. If you'd like to hear your question on the podcast, please send them to us on Instagram at Wheel Talk Podcast or by email to wheeltalkpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Hey. Hello. Hey, Becca. We're live. We are. Happy Thursday. This is is not common for us. No. No, because I got very, very, very sick um, after we went on our road trip, and... Yeah, you probably... Did you sound worse the last couple days? Oh my god, I sounded terrible yesterday. It still got some nasally sounding I got some nasally sound. And if I laugh, I cough because I can't laugh. And, um, yeah, it was not COVID. I got a COVID test. Uh, I didn't think it was COVID ever, though. So, um. It's one of those precautions where you're, like, out and about. Well, you're probably not going out and about that much. But if you are out and about, people see you all, like, having issues. And they're like, "Mm." you just be like, okay, it's not COVID. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, it's not COVID. But it's, like, also what I'm proud of it, like, what I, you know, um, I think that, I don't know, in the past, if I had gotten this sick, I probably would have been like, I can go to work, I can go to work. I, maybe. I got really sick. But, um, but you know, like, in the past, I wouldn't think even twice about going into work and, like, wearing a mask or whatever and now i'm like i'm not fucking going into work i'm not spreading this like mm-hmm. you know yeah. so if, it's more if about anything, the spreading of it than yeah. saying like oh i can fight through it yeah yeah, yeah. like if anything COVID has taught us it's well and that we should have done this before too but like when you get sticks stay the fuck home just stay home like yeah really yeah what's the what are they missing and yeah i'm one to kind of like push on if i'm feeling a little bit off because normally yeah. i can just push through it and i'm not really that sick often it's yeah. very rare so i'll just usually push through it um but also but you don't when go you, into you've work. been pretty sick so yeah, yeah that's true yeah like i would have to go in and it, like originally i was gonna go in at night you know um when everybody had left and and go in at night so that i didn't you know infect anybody um and I knew that it was just cold because um, I actually got it from Rachel, probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she she was having some nasally sinus yeah. issues for the last probably half of the week. Yeah, and so and then I got it and I got fucking kicked on my ass. It was like can't be can't be moving those passing those tiki drinks around, Becca. Yeah, no, no passing those tiki <laughs> drinks. Um, yeah, so, but, uh, I guess, I mean, I guess one good thing is that I didn't get COVID from that free beer that I got at that bar. Yeah, I mean, you could have got a cold from that beer, you don't know. I could have, you never know. It was just prolonged. Yeah, some guy left a beer and he drank one drink out of it, (laughs) 
while we were on vacation and the bartender was like what should i do with this and i was like i'll take it and this drunk guy (laughs) next to me was like oh fuck yeah if there's free beer i'm fucking drinking it he's (laughs) like i uh, drink the shit out of that i drink the shit out of that beer and uh and i like wiped it off with my shirt and then drank the rest of it i was like sweet free beer too bad it was like a miller light it was a Budweiser. It was a Budweiser, that's right. It was a Budweiser. I mean, that's better than a Bud Light, but... My dad likes Budweiser. I like Bud... I mean, I like Budweiser. It's like a PVR. It's not <laughs> bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, you all. we also got a happy hour drink, so your, to- your two drinks cost $3, <laughs> which was pretty great, honestly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was great. Uh, how are you? I'm doing all right. Um... I'm recording this on my new computer, so that's pretty exciting. Hooray! Hopefully, for those listening out there, there will be no background fan noises, which was... Yes, hopefully. Yeah, I yeah got the new computer. This is my first time actually like using it, besides like just getting it set up and installing a couple of bra- like browser and applications, but yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Pretty excited about that. Um, I'm back into the studio this week. I'm... I'm kind of like, I know I got to hit the ground running and like get back to some projects and stuff. Yeah. And I got a list of commissions or like wholesale things that I'm doing, mostly like shot glass orders and stuff like that. Um, but it's like, okay, I feel like I need to do certain things, but where do I start? And yeah, I was having I some of that. that this week. Yeah. But then you're like, you feel overwhelmed with all the things you got to do, but it's like, but really, the shot classes are the main important thing, and they're all, like, ready to be bisque-fired, so I kind of need to bisque-fire things. But I should probably be throwing some things to get ahead of the game. Yeah. And um, and I had the show on Saturday. How'd that go? It was it was kind of hot, so we got a good amount of crowd there the first couple hours, like two, three hours. It was from yeah. 10 to 3, so, the you know, the first half of the day was good, and then the second half was, like, getting pretty hot, so it was kind of a meh crowd. Uh, in total, but I actually sold more than I thought. I think it was about nine hundred bucks or so. Nice, so, nice. It was good. It was worth you the probably trip. Probably were I mean, really tired. Yeah, I mean, if I, w- I mean, I couldn't have known, obviously, but I don't know. I feel like the length of the vacation was good. I don't know that I would have wanted to be there, to be out another couple days. Yeah. And get back on like Saturday or Sunday, because I did have. We got back on Friday, so it was nice to have, like... I did the show Saturday, but I had the rest of the day. Yeah. And then I had all day Sunday to kind of, like, get back into it. So it was nice to have a couple days. I really liked getting back on Friday. I agree. Uh, If I hadn't been sick, it would have been perfect. But, um, yeah. Definitely by, like, Friday, I was like, I'm ready to be home. I'm ready. Yeah. Because we left on Friday morning. Yeah. Friday morning, and then we got back Friday at, like, 5 p.m., so. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good good length of time. But, yeah, other than that, I'm just kind of making stuff in the studio, throwing a few things, trying to get a, a nice dent in the damp boxes to get some mugs finished and make some progress there. I get into a groove of, like, making things, and then I fill damp boxes up, and then I'm like, I want to keep throwing, but I got to, like, get the damp boxes empty, which is not as fun. Yeah. Putting handles on things before I can get to throwing some new things, so. Oh, I have something exciting. What's that? My kiln is en route. 
Ooh, nice. Do you actually have, like, a tracking number and stuff so you can see where it's going? I think that Rebecca does. Um, so my kiln is coming with four other kilns that are Rebecca's. So, um, you know, uh, but we ordered them in January. It's been eight months. Oh my gosh. Eight fucking months. So I'm very excited. And then also, as you know, I'm actually moving to, well, um, my studio mate, Dusty is moving. And so he, uh, so I found another studio within my studio. That's the, it's half the size of the current studio we're in. And, um, it's the same price. So it's $10 more. So, um, for my portion. Cause like right now I pay four fifty, cause it's 900. Um, and this new studio is 460. So I'm really excited about it. And it has a beefy electrical system so I can just hook up the kiln and everything will be great. So nice. I'm really excited about that. Cause you were worried about the kiln hookup and what size kiln you can get and stuff like that when you were getting that one. Yeah, and it's wow. a bummer because, like, had I had this personal studio that I'm going to have, hopefully, I probably would have gotten a 10-cubic-foot kiln um, just because I had shelves that would work in it. But uh, it's okay. A 7 a seven is so much easier to maneuver, and it's a lot easier to fill up. So I'm still happy with the choice that I made. But um, Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Would you feel like you're pushing yourself too much if you had a 10-cubic-foot to fill it? Or are you in the boat of like, okay, it could be like half full and I'm fine with it. I'm 100% okay with, with firing a kiln half full. Just because new kilns nowadays are so cost effective, um, it's never going to be, I'm never yeah. going to be wasting money, you know. Yeah, on a I would I would kiln. be pushed to fill it. <laughs> yeah, I mean like just the new, the brand new ones, they cost like 10 bucks to, to fire it maybe. And if I've got 10 pieces in there... I'm going to pay for that, you know? So, um, but yeah. Not that you're going to fire it with only 10 pieces, but you will. No. You're going to have more than that, but. Yeah, um, but like, I'm not going to be pushing to get it completely full, you know? Yeah. You're Um, not going to make unnecessary number of pieces just to fill it. Right. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And I work better in, in, uh, my own space, um. Yeah. You know. It was a nice space that you were in because it was nice and big, but I think you kind of yeah. like the coziness of... I do like smaller spaces. This one's even... I There was a 300-square-foot one that I was like, ooh, but there's no electrical, so this one's a little bit bigger than even I need, but a friend is going to put her wheel in there, and, you know, she just needs a space to throw every now and then, so I'm just going to let her do that, and then... Um, but it'll mostly... hundred Like... For me, what's important is that I'm in control of my firings and, um, you know, those type of situations. So, yeah. Nice. And did you, so you said the kiln is en route. Does that mean it's like, le- it's out of Canada or I don't it know. just left the facility? I think it left it's on gotta, Tuesday. Okay. Cause it's got to come across from Canada, right? Yeah. 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 I wonder if that process is going to take some time to get across the border. Yeah. Who knows? So, uh, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, that will be a nice celebration when all those come in. Yes. Oh, are you going to be able to have it drop, yours dropped off, or are you going to have, all of them are going to be dropped at Rebecca's, I'm guessing, and then you're going to have to transport it? Yeah, I think we'll probably have to put it in Chris's truck. I don't know. 
Nice. Yeah. Hey, so. that's small potatoes compared to uh, oh, everything God. you had to figure out the last eight months. So. Yeah, if it's in a box, I'm fine, right? Like, if it's in a fucking box, I'm fine with it. I'll figure care. it out. <laughs> yeah. But, like, nice. oh, I hate buying a new kiln. Like, I bought a new kiln uh, in November of 2018, and um, that was the 10 cubic foot um, K1227. Uh, but it was the cone eight one and um it didn't fit in my van the box didn't fit in my van because my van had like a weird layout at that point Mm -hmm. and so we had to disassemble the kiln to put it into my van Mm -hmm. so fucking annoying so yeah because you're not putting that on its side right well yeah and you have to like disassemble an entire kiln just to put it in your van and it's brand spanking new and you're like like yeah because they like i only want to move this into its long time spot yeah and they ship them assembled so you don't have to touch it and it's like that would have been nice but right you know whatever oh uh, and it sounds like you are you going to be in your new space by the time the kiln gets there you think no but i think that rj will let me put it in there okay that's good um yeah ideally you don't want to have to move yeah you and moving (laughs) yeah can't get away from it yeah um yeah i think that he's so so freaking rad like the um the landlord at the studio space is just so nice um yeah because dusty's actually leaving and then the he's paying the last month and the lease runs out in december so he's leaving in at the end of this month i think and so RJ was like, you can just do it at the end of that month. That's fine. Like he said, I could just move at the end of the, uh, um, at the end of the, the December lease or what? I don't know. But anyway, moving on. Also, uh, I got a cat, another cat. Yeah. Is that like official official or is that just like you're feeling it out? Um, it's medium official medium official is it like if somebody doesn't pick it up official yeah so like (laughs) if if so the cat showed up at my friend's house a couple days ago i think and has just been like chilling out she's super friendly she's just Mm -hmm. like a a love bug of a cat she like a marble or autumn friendly like an autumn friendly like more friendly more friendly than autumn yes wow and probably less chatty too probably well she doesn't know how to meow so um i think something traumatic happened to her because uh, that's what happened to carl and like when they don't know how to meow they're like mah, 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 mah. <laughs> oh i heard that in your story okay yeah that's what they do when they meow is that or i don't know this is me assuming this because i know so much about cats um but uh yeah i don't think she really knows how to meow and so she Anyway, Sarah took her to the vet, and I told her yesterday, I was like, I should probably just take that cat. Um, Lloyd needs a friend, and the cat needs a home, and yeah. she's already friendly. I don't have to deal with, like, a fucking asshole cat. Um, I'm sure she won't bite through the blankets when I stay over there, which is Yeah. Good. No, I don't think so. Uh, that's just because he likes you. <laughs> he likes me. He fucking draws blood. I don't know if that's like. <laughs> no, he just doesn't know that your feet are I'm, under the blanket. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, anyway, um, so uh, they took her. She she took her to the vet, and she is chipped. But they called the um, 
who the chip belongs to and they didn't answer so i guess the chip company calls like once an hour to Mm -hmm. leave a message and uh so if they don't call back then she's mine uh and uh lloyd is not having it he is no he uh no 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 lloyd has this thing called uh what is it? it's a redirected aggression it's an actual thing that cats have so um and i've talked about this before basically um he smells some another cat and he gets afraid and he starts hissing and then he redirects his aggression he redirects his aggression towards me or any human and so um so uh, it's been a lot today of me going into my bedroom, like sitting with the new cat, coming out, him hissing at me, then smelling me, and then hissing at me again, um, and then like chilling out. He doesn't know that he's doing it. He's like, it's like a demon possesses him. Um, <laughs> and like immediately after, he's like, meow, meow. <laughs> like, it's like a, a sudden like sniff of something. Yeah. And then it's like, it's like a drug that just like gets right to him and then exactly. he's like freaks it's, out for like 10 seconds. Exactly. Like, like he'll hiss and he doesn't even hiss at me. He just hisses in, in a general direction. And then, so we'll see how he does with the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how I it's going to be when you start leaving. Obviously you'll have him in separate rooms until they're comfortable. Oh yeah. Separate. Like he's not going to meet her until he stops hissing at me when I leave the room. Yeah. So. Yeah, so. that'll be interesting. I'm guessing Lloyd is much larger than she is, correct? So much bigger. She is so little. She's like tiny. She's like she's like autumn little. She's little. And But uh, she's not a kitten. She's No, I don't she's think so. like 5 or 6 months or something like that. Something like that. And she has a, she's gray with a little black nose. She's so cute. She looks really cute. I'm going to name her Babs. <laughs> Why Babs? Because I like that it's short for Barbara. And if all my cat names have to be, for men, are old man names, all of the female cats have to be old lady names. Well, I've got Barbara Ann over here, so that's what I call Marvel. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. So I want to call her Babs. And doesn't Babs and Lloyd just sound great? <laughs> they sound like an old married couple. It's great. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, moving on. So that was the news of the the day. Nice. All right, what are we moving on to? Oh, yes. Are we uh, doing a listener question? Are we talking about our trip? What Or do you want to just lay down, like, what the episode people can expect today? Sure. I don't know. Well, if you don't know, if you haven't been with us since the very beginning, um, this is, um, in 10 days, we will have our second year anniversary of Wheel Talk Podcast. So, um, on August 22nd, 2019, was when we started. That was our first episode. And so I thought that it would be fun for us to kind of like recap some stuff and say what we've enjoyed, say what we're looking forward to, um, and just like a fun, lively episode because I'm sick and I don't really have the capacity to think about things. And um, 
and we just went on a trip, so we're all, we're both kind of like out of it, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah. And guess what, Ryan? I made questions. You made questions. I wrote down questions in a oh note. Oh my gosh, you came prepared. We t- you mentioned this to me like an hour and a half ago, and I was like, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, that let's do that. And I started thinking about things that I wanted to bring up that I could remember from the past year and things that I liked and things that I didn't yeah. like or, you know, changes in myself or what the podcast has helped me with and stuff like that. So I didn't write them down, but I was thinking about them. So I, Good. It was, it's in my mind a little bit. But I only got four, but, you know, I at least tried. You did try. Four questions. I was like, I'm going to do this so that Ryan thinks that I'm prepared. (laughs) You're more prepared than I am. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, that was my surprise for you. (sighs) That's a good surprise. We'll see what questions you got, and then we'll judge them after that. (laughs) Okay. Okay, but we have a short listener question, and then we have uh, Ryan picked out something from the survey. Yeah, So. so what's the question? Okay. How do, this is from Liz Cohen Ceramics. Um, also, Liz, I just want to say how lovely your gallery exhibit was in that little coffee shop that you did. I don't know. Did you see it, Ryan? I saw it. It looked awesome. I was it like, looked fantastic. Is that? I was like, that doesn't look like a short-term gallery thing. That looks like she helped friends of hers or somebody that she knows, like, basically build out their space of yeah making it look really i hope nice. they leave the paintings because they look fantastic like how you painted it anyway a lot of work that i would have never done so um kudos to yeah, you that, that thing looks super professional yeah um, she did like the paper grid of where yeah. things go on the wall and i'm like man yeah. that's fucking genius mm-hmm. it is yeah okay so how do you guys feel about having unglazed clay for parts of pottery that come in contact with food. If the clay is vitrified, is that okay? Question mark. I see some people with unglazed sections on food surfaces and think, surely that's not really food safe, not to mention how unpleasant it would be to run a utensil across that surface. <laughs> I'm curious to see your opinion on this. Yeah, I think the first thing is the clay vitrification. There was uh, another potter recently in the last week that had had some stories about like some pieces that came out they crawled a little bit on the inside of a mug and she was like i'm not really sure if i can sell these or not or if they're like they're seconds because of the glaze defect but are they like food safe or not so i told her to do the absorption test i mean that's gonna test your vitrification of your clay yeah i would say like it's fine if it's like minimal i would be iffy about it if like the whole inside of a mug is unglazed and you're just going off the vitrification of the whole piece but i mean i would be weary about what liquids i put in there um i mean the vitrification is the main thing i don't know are there specific pieces that you can think of that like you would definitely not do it for because i see a lot of mugs that are like unglazed lips and i think that's perfectly fine like that's not a big deal right like east fork i mean their glaze their lips of their pots are unglazed yeah and a lot of other people do that um i mean insides of mugs and stuff i'd be iffy about but if it's still like very vitrified then i'm less concerned about it like would i use it yeah probably yeah um 
So I actually have a cup that is just clay, except for the rim is a little bit of glaze. And it's a clay that fires to cone three, I believe. Um, and the guy that sells it, he's in Port Townsend, Washington. And um, he sells them without... He basically claims that the clay has iron enough iron content in it that it makes whatever drink you put in it taste better. Um, so... Taste better? Yeah, because of the iron that it's depositing into the drink. I don't that know. It doesn't sound like a good thing, but um, I don't know. No, iron is good for you. Um, okay. But I personally have zero issue with anything that's unglazed with food on top of it. Uh, I can't speak to the scientific you know, facts of if it being good or not. Like, uh, the, the, the... Does it matter the clay body, you think? A piece that is fully unglazed and and has a good um, vitrification will still absorb liquids a little bit. It's, that's just the fact of the matter. There is absorption into clay regardless of vitrification or not. Because yeah. even at its best state, it's going to be at least like one percent vitrification right. or yeah. half a percent one if to it's two percent vitrification. So there will be absorption, but also <laughs> societies centuries and centuries old have been eating off of clay that hasn't been glazed, and they're fine. You know, um, I think that it's one of those things that people freak out about a little bit, uh, and it's not needed. You know. Um, I have a plate, uh, from Tim Ceramics that's not glazed, but it does have a coating on it. And, um, you know, it's supposed to help the, like, food safeness. Uh, I think I was not supposed to say what it was, but it's a known product. And, um, I have a cup that has, uh, like, uh, yeah, like a coating on it, too, that makes it, like, more food safe. But I don't think that's necessary, you know? I, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't that I've just, just never had a, an issue with it. Is that, do they use that because it's more for, like, liability thing to, like, give them Probably. extra safety or extra, yeah, um, confidence? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I asked Rebecca once if it, um, like, you know, if you had a plate that wasn't, didn't have any glaze on it, if it was safe. And she was like, well, I mean, it's still going to absorb something. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just don't, I personally have no issue with it. You could hand me a cup that wasn't glazed on the inside. I think it depends on what you're eating off of it. Or if you're, like, drinking something out of it. Because, like you said, it's going to absorb the liquid. But personally, I'm not worried about things from the clay leaching out into the liquid. No. Unless it's like acidic or something. Like unless you're having, unless you have a bowl that's like completely unglazed and it's like a curry or something that is like strong yeah. and acidic that might have more risk to it. But if it's just like soup, I mean, like I mean, I'm not gonna just, I'm not really gonna buy a bowl that's just plain unglazed. Yeah. I mean, you could. Would you, I would say some like wood fired stuff is not glazed, but it's like vitrified enough and it's got the ash and the, yeah, the flashing and stuff that like seals it to a point that, you know, they're not, they don't have glaze on them. 
Yeah. Well, and also that bakeware. You know, bakeware doesn't have glaze on it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about it from a use standpoint, how do you feel about unglazed parts for pottery that come in contact with food? I'll. I'm not scared to use it. I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have one mug that's unglazed and I use it every single day of my life. That is like, you know, would it matter if it was like a speckled clay or a certain clay body? Like if it was brown bear and it was completely unglazed, would that differ your decision making versus like a white stoneware? No. That's very clean white clay versus like brown clay that has other colorants to it that might be more iffy or no. questionable. No. No, but you're talking to somebody who's eaten a pickle off the floor. So, I mean... <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta keep you from laughing too much um yeah i mean like i clearly have n- no issue with like <laughs> like i clearly have no issue with eating stuff off of things um the thing is the the liquid that you're drinking or whatever like coca-cola is probably more harmful than whatever you're gonna leach yeah. out of a pot like <laughs> I mean, you use that to, like, clean rust off and shit and, like, clean toilets out. You don't think that whatever you're drinking is going to be worse than the, you know, whatever's going to come out of the pot? I, I don't know. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, we used Coke to clean rust off of a knife while we were on vacation. <laughs> <coughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, like, Velveeta cheese is probably <laughs> <laughs> Velveeta cheese is probably worse than anything that comes out of a clay pot. Um, which I would not eat anyway, but, uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say go out there and start making all pieces that are just unglazed. Yeah. But, but if somebody handed me a cup with milk in it, I guess, I wouldn't drink the milk anyway. If somebody handed me a cup with, like, water in it that was just clay, I'd fucking drink it. I don't care. <laughs> Um, yeah. So that's my final answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but as far as safety is concerned, I don't think we can speak to that because we're not scientists. So um, that's a Google search, maybe a digital fire situation. So Yeah, that would be with somebody that's way smarter than us about chemistry and what's actually in the clay that can leach out and what, like liquids and materials and foods that can absorb that that could potentially risk yeah i'll bet you link knows the answer to that she could she probably does okay what is our next thing (laughs) so these are some some ideas from the survey that we asked people to fill out i don't even know how long ago this was it was probably Let's see, survey, oh, that's when we last read it. August 4th, that's the last time I read it. Okay. I'm trying to see when these were actually submitted. These came out in uh, February. Wow, it's been that long. February, so (laughs) we wanted to read a couple of these that that we thought were kind of funny. In the question that says, is there anything that bugs or annoys you about the podcast we should work on? (laughs) Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the first one was please don't eat or drink during the podcast laughing 
For real, though. <laughs> for real, though. Just and we were like, for real. Yeah, I mean, we got you. Got to. I mean, you're on. A, you're talking for two hours. Like we gotta. We gotta drink something. But we got, yeah, I we. Did. I'm very hydrated. She, yeah, Ryan. Um, what I found out on this trip is that he's very hydrated, but he doesn't pee a lot. So um, <laughs> maybe not. But I'm like, where's my water bottle? Because That's I'm right. taking it. That's right. Um, yeah. No. Uh, I think that we've probably done a lot better about being quieter about eating or drinking. I don't think. I mean, I've I ever just eaten. muted myself like eight seconds ago because I drank yeah. water. So I don't think I've ever eaten. Have I eaten? I've eaten. Yes, that would be me. Yeah, you uh, snacked on something. But that was like once. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel like we're doing better at that. All right, the next one is going to be kind of a low blow at you, but I think you're ready to defend yourself. <laughs> All right, this one says, Becca sounds tired and bored, uses a lazy voice as though totally disinterested. Ryan carries the bulk of the chat and is more into it. And I call bullshit. I fucking call bullshit. I carry a lot of this. I actually feel like I don't let Ryan talk enough. And that's on me for like not letting I feel like I'm the question asker. And I'm the, I'm the like, let's keep it in the ballpark here. And then I'll let you kind of wander off a little bit with your answers. (laughs) And like, I give you good, I give you some, some toss ups. This is probably the same person that said that I have good advice. That I know that she questions my advice often. This is probably J Dub (laughs) Seventeen. All right. Do we want another one here? Yeah, I'm gonna cough. So you read. When Becca yawns, I mean, kind of funny, but still annoying. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that I'm a naturally tired individual. <laughs> we did switch the times a little bit here and there, so. Oh. So great. All right, the last one, which I think you thought was pretty good. Um, oh, yeah. It, it could be because I'm old school. But I find talking about how much money you made at a show makes me cringe. As a trained artist and full-time potter, I don't really see the benefit to knowing how much others make at a show or online. It's, it is a little tasteless. What? How did I respond, Ryan? What did I say? I think you said I completely disagree. I completely disagree. Maybe it's because you're jealous you think it's tasteless. That's what I said. Um... I think that we are one of very few podcasts or people in general that say how much money we make. And in we use that as an educational tool. We do not use it to boast. Clearly, I mean, you use it. You're, I mean, and we're not even talking about me. Ryan's the one that makes all the money on the, the shows because I don't do shows. But um, uh, there is, uh, yeah, I mean, old school or not, I think it's extremely important to use uh, our experiences and our finances as a guide and a, um, you know, just to show people that it can be done. Yeah, I don't share it in a comparison manner at all, right. like the boasting thing. I think anybody that's 
followed my work and what I share and what I'm willing to talk about and answer questions about that I'm not doing it as a means of saying I did this how did you sell at your show like I'm just sharing and I'm mostly sharing it on the podcast because I'm talking with you about it and I'm excited to share how much right. I made because we kind of celebrate it together and you mm-hmm. actually don't know how much I sold until we talk about it on the show so it's That's kind correct. of like it's kind of like documenting it in real time yeah and also kind of looking into some of the analytics of why I did well what I thought worked well because I'm I'm kind of riffing on it right after it happened so um i think that's part of it and i mean the only thing i stopped doing i would say is sharing that publicly like on stories as much yeah because i think as you grow and people like see this image of you of like oh you're like a instagram influencer now or whatever because you have so many followers that it just seems like it's boastful and people that don't know you can take it that way especially if it's like or if it's like customers they could be pushed you know turned off by it or Right. other makers that are in different stages of their business and they just see a number and they don't really you know it might turn them off i don't know if that's how it's received i don't know if that's how it comes yeah. across but i mean i share that less actual numbers on my stories nowadays that i might have done in the past right i agree and i yeah i only I, share them here because i know the people listening know us they know about me they know about what i focus on in my business and what i try to like spend my effort doing and shows are a big part of that you know wholesale orders are you know less apart but i'll still mention some of that if it comes up or if it i'm excited about it or yeah i definitely think that um yeah i would i would agree with the sentiment of like sharing it less on stories i think you used to do that i don't know if we had a conversation about it or not but but also you know we are not making this podcast for our customers we're making this podcast for our fellow potters and people in business and so we are not in competition with anybody you know and i think that that's the key to that's that's the biggest thing is that we're not in competition with anybody there are plenty of people in this world and in this country to buy pottery and you know there's no shortage you know, so yeah. Even um, though we sell on the same medium of like online, right? I don't feel in direct competition with really anybody. Yeah, and I if, mean, I don't, and if I, I think that's yeah. more of a famine mentality to feel like you're you're fighting for buys from yeah your neighbor. And I mean, like, it, had I had okay, so also like, had you not started talking about how much money you're making at shows, I would have thought that. You know, $1,800 at a show, well into your prime of making, doing pottery was good. You know, like, you're, the way that you've progressed with shows and with money and, and how much you've made um, has really opened my eyes, at least, to see what the potential is and also to kind of look at that and compare, you know, um, time versus cost and all those things that we wouldn't have never talked about had we, like, had we not said the actual numbers, you know? Yeah. Um, and if you don't talk about how much did that booth cost, if right. you're in California and you pay for a booth that's $200 and you're ecstatic about selling $1,500 or $2,000 for the weekend, you think that's amazing, which it could be amazing because you haven't sold that much. 
Right. But setting, you know, figuring out what's possible and what people are willing to spend. You know, people yeah. might have this expectation that hey, you're in, maybe you're in California or you're on the West Coast. There might be more money for people to spend. People make more money, but they also yeah. have higher cost of living or whatnot. So, do they have additional income to be spending? Are you making more money, or? You know, are you in the Midwest that maybe it's lower cost of living, but people have more income that they can spend on things like pottery, right. and I can sell $6,000 at a show, Yeah, which seems crazy to think compared to somebody else in a different location. Totally. And, I, and like the way that we talk about it, I think that that's pretty clear that that's our intention. And um, so anyway, that's why I disagree. And... Uh, <laughs> And also, I think that uh, when, if you do feel like it is not classy, quote unquote, I think um, it might be a good time to check to see if what you're actually hearing, like what you're actually feeling is jealousy or not. Because, I mean, I totally get it. If somebody tells me, you know, something about somebody else's personal life and I'm like, well, you should not be sharing that. I'm like, okay, but also, was I just not prepared to hear that because I'm not com- I'm not secure enough with what I'm doing in my own life to hear that piece of information, you know? So, um, yeah. I mean, there is a classy and not classy way to, to talk about these things, but I don't feel like we've stepped over that, so. Yeah. I'm sure some of that come across with people that are not from listening to us, but some just seeing other peers that are clay artists or whatever that say they're making that jump to go full time. I'm sure there's yeah. definitely some jealousy there of, man, I want to get to that point. And, yeah. you know, oh man, they're doing so great. What am I doing wrong? But it could just be you're in a different part of yeah your career that it's not healthy for you to compare with yeah. somebody that's in a way different part of their career. Yeah. And they have different personal needs. They have different business needs. They have different motivations and, you know, intentions for what they want their business to be like, what they want their day-to-day life to be like. Like, do they want to be working eight hours a day or do they want to work 15 hours a day? Are they fine with that? Are they motivated enough and driven enough to not get burned out from working a a certain amount and can keep up with it? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Just remember, we're here to teach and to help, not compete. Yes. Moving on. Okay, I have to blow my nose, so um, I need you to talk about something for a couple minutes. Um, do you want to? Do you want to ask one of the questions to get us yeah. rolling? Yeah, we'll do that. You can give me something to talk about. Yes. Okay. Um, or anything about the trip before we go to the thing. Oh, yeah, tell people where we went on our trip. And I'm going to blow my nose really quick, and then I'll, it'll be super quick. We'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Word no, from our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we took a, uh, we took a road trip. Uh, I had a week off work, and we took a seven-day road trip to a bunch of um, states that we had not visited before. We okay, started Mike. going to Memphis, Tennessee. Then we drove over to Little Rock, Arkansas, back over to Oxford, Mississippi, all the way south to Biloxi, Mississippi. Not Biloxi. 
Biloxi. Not Biloxi, Biloxi. And then we drove over to Montgomery, Alabama, up to uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, and then we came home. We did stop, drove a little bit through Chattanooga on the way home, but um, headed home, and we were gone for seven days. So pretty much a day in each city, day and a half in each city, and then uh, a couple days in Atlanta. So Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was a trip. Yeah, we didn't it was kill Rachel, each other. myself, and Becca, so... It was a it was a good trip. I think having th- the three of us was a good dynamic of. I think yeah. it's a good number because once you get to, sometimes when you get to four, it's like too many, and it depends on the personalities, right? Yeah. It's like too many people planning, and some some are like, oh well, I want to do this or yeah, you know, I want to do that. It's and you're pretty easygoing of like, I don't really give a shit. Like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would sleep in my car if you all didn't plan where we're staying in hotels, so Rachel and I are planners, and I'm like, okay, these are the places we're staying, Rachel booked that stuff, and then I'm like, okay, here's where we need to go directionally to get and meet up with the the map and stuff of where we're planning to stay. I I was telling them that I called my mom when I was driving to your house, um, and I was like, yeah, we're going on a trip, and she's like, well, where are you going? And I was like, I don't know. Um, I didn't plan it. And she's like, well, obviously you didn't plan it. And <laughs> Obviously, if you don't know where you're going. And then she was like, do they know how you travel? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, they do. It's fine. <laughs> because I do. I sleep. I literally specifically bought my car to sleep in it while traveling. Um, so, yeah, no, I do believe that we had a really good pairing. And it also helps that I am not just friends with you, but I am also friends with Rachel in a completely separate aspect you know yeah um so like when we were driving rachel was up in the front because she hurt her butt and um (laughs) yeah she fell on her tailbone before we left working on a project at her friend's house yeah with painting or something so yeah so you know it like it was never we never had like a dull moment like you were in the back working or sleeping or doing your thing and then um me and rachel could talk about random shit you know right design shit and stuff so it, that's helpful that we all three of us have a different personal relationship with each other you know it's not like i'm just friends with you i am also friends yeah. with rachel so yeah and you were able to be like a little mediator sometimes because i can get a little bit annoyed for certain things <laughs> or you could be like let's do this or whatever yeah. so and I'm not afraid to be like, Ryan, shut up. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm so glad we went. What was your favorite place that you went, that we went? You know, after you said it, I still, I think I agree. Little Rock, Arkansas was kind of the pleasant surprise that I yeah. I think looking at all of them, Little Rock, Arkansas was probably my favorite, followed up by Memphis, I think. Yeah. Little Rock was such a good surprise. I felt like they had this this cute little main street in downtown and um it was very artsy. Everybody was so nice. Um I bought a painting. Like a really big painting. Um and uh but yeah, no, it was a great little town and um yeah, I'll definitely. I definitely want to go back. To yeah, we were also there in the morning on Sunday, so it was like yeah. some things were closed, 
church in the and, river market yeah. area so you know there were some limitations of what we could see but you know the riverfront there was kind of nice and then the the shopping area that we went to on the day before was was nice as well so yeah for sure yeah and i really liked memphis as well the downtown in memphis was great a very lively art area yeah we hit it on a good day on friday when they had like a shopping friday night trolley night. yeah it was like a first friday or art so it was pretty cool there were a lot of people out there was music out there was some wine in the different shops and you could do some night shopping and got some dinner and stuff like that so it was yeah. That was pretty good. I think we hit that at the right time with the Yeah. I was think I think it was funny because uh like I don't know if Rachel had ever seen I I, mean, I don't think you had ever seen it either. Maybe at um uh in Sika, but like when we were in Memphis, that's like when my my introversion like really came out full swing. Like we were in one shop and I was like, I have to leave. <laughs> like it was like there was just like a lot of people in there and I was like, I'm 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 going to be outside. <laughs> I'll be Yeah, I noticed you said I'll be outside, but I didn't think about it. Now looking back on it, I can kind of see that. Yeah. And I was like But uh, you didn't do that in the shop that there were the most people though. That was a bigger shop. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. They had some good furniture. I think yeah. was that the that wasn't the social place, the five and one social. It was something else. No, no that was, was like, the one in Little Rock. But yeah, I was like bored was, in something. But yeah. yeah, that was a pretty sweet place. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, was that your favorite city too? Was Little Rock? Yeah, Little Rock was my favorite for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Let's move on to my questions. All right. My very four short questions. Okay. Um, What in the last two years has been your favorite part about making the podcast? I think it's just having something that I do on a regular basis that actually challenges me to like, it's, it's not, um, it's kind of like some people might like read a book on a regular basis to like kind of test their brain a little bit. Yeah. I think this has been a good practice in just getting a habit, building a callus of just like throwing you in something. Yeah. Thinking critically on the spot of what you actually think about something. It's not like prepared. It's not reading a script. It's just figuring out like in the moment what I think about a certain topic. Yeah. And I think that's a good, that's probably been good for my brain to like do that once a week and actually like talk with somebody that's, you know, about business or clay or whatever that we get to share on a regular basis. I think that's probably the, I don't even remember the question. It was something about what do you think stood out the most? What has been your favorite part about making the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. It has been really good to, to do that. I think my favorite part has been the consistency. You know, you're really good about saying, like, no, we're, we have to, you know, like... We have to have something deliverable every single Saturday. Yeah. We're not going to miss a Saturday. Yeah, and, um, and I think it's no question that through the last two years, we've all... I'm including the whole world. <laughs> you know, it's been tough. <laughs> it's been a tough couple of years mentally for a lot of people. And um, it's been a really good, consistent 
thing for me and and you know having you as a friend and and also just like being like okay well what I can count on is that every Wednesday or once a week I get to talk to you and you know that's consistent and that's been really good for my mental health you know um just all the way through and uh yeah I mean because Because like, I feel like weeks can get away from you. Like, you get lost in in just the grind of whatever you're doing. And it's hard to just step back sometimes and be like, okay, I know I could focus my time and, like, get more work done in the studio. But committing to this thing that I do every week, and yeah. it's documented. Like, we have documentation of two hours of our lives every week for the past two years. That's it's crazy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, the amount of discussion we've had and just, like, time together that's documented, I think is cool to, like, have something to look back on and just see the growth individually yeah. and then just see, like, the growth of the friendship and yeah, just, like, what, what we've shared that you, like, in what context do you have time to actually share things like this? Because it seems like it would be much of an effort to say... Hey, friend, that even your friends that live down the street, that like, hey, can we get together for two hours this week? Right. Let's pencil that in. And yeah, how hard is that to do? I mean, there's friends that live five minutes from us, and we struggle yeah. to get together with them, like, once every three months. And it's like, finding time is hard. But And then when you do that with your friends, you're always spending so much money. We do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's crazy. And also, you know what, what has been... Um, okay, I lied. The My most favorite part has... This, you're, don't cry, Ryan. Um, has been like... <laughs> no, but seriously, it's been like getting to know you and getting to know you on such a personal level. Like when we were on our trip, um, I think everybody knows how goofy I am, but not everybody knows how goofy <laughs> Ryan actually is. And... Um, and how many '90s R&B and 2000s R&B pop songs he knows, um, but <laughs> we didn't listen to that much. We uh, didn't, I guess we, but we did maybe. But like he's always in the back seat, like just singing and stuff. And Rachel was saying how he doesn't do his like high pitched, fun voices with anybody except for her and me, and <laughs> yep, and how like I don't know how blessed I feel to be that person that you feel comfortable enough to be goofy with and um and like we can have real honest conversations and the fact that like we respect each other you know Mm -hmm. um and I think that that it's been a like obviously our friendship is has evolved immensely I mean can you imagine that like (laughs) we know each other so well and really in in actuality we've only spent like maybe two weeks time together total in person in person yeah you and know? half of that time it was like our trip that we just yeah took. <laughs> well probably <laughs> like then, three to four weeks actually total yeah but, but like ha- and half of that time has probably been since you've lived here yeah this year yeah and we've known each other for like five years yeah, exactly. It's crazy, you know. Um, yeah, 
it's awesome thank you yeah you made me get all <laughs> i knew it I knew Ryan's, it. Ryan's so sensitive <laughs> in the best way possible um <laughs> okay what do you look forward to in our like future like what what do you look what what are you excited for in podcast future um, I think we're in a spot now that it's it's getting interesting because we I feel like we've hit a lot of the high level topics. Yeah. We're in a spot where we're deciding what we want to talk about that's more in depth or that brings a more value to like a very niche um problem or yeah. you know, ask. I think it's probably gonna move forward to more interviews with people that we can have access to that are not maybe aren't even just like friends of ours but we could have access to people that are interested in talking with us because we have the podcast that we've been doing for a long time and have some value for people um i'm looking forward to seeing like it's hard to like we talk once a week for two hours and most of this is just a moment in time that's recorded that we put out and actually understanding the impact on people that listen to it is hard to actually like fathom yeah until i see people in person that have had experiences with it so i don't know if it's because i you know i don't i'm not in a community studio of people that could be listening to it right so i think it'll be interesting to go to stuff like claycon west or some of these other like clay conferences to see people that actually know us. They probably, well, they definitely know us way better than we know them. And we're in a spot where it's like, like they already have this expectation of who we are and what we think about certain topics that, you know, I honestly would not confidently have stances on certain things. If I was talking one-on-one with somebody that I didn't know, but because I know you, I know I can share it candidly and like give you my honest opinion about it. Yeah. That happens to be recorded and people get to hear that. But like I even experienced when I was at a studio for that throwathon this week, you know, you hear certain things from people that you know listen to the podcast. They're not talking to you like that. But there are points where I could interject, but I don't do that because I don't want to seem like I'm like have this level of expertise that I can like tell them what's what yeah it's like i'm more like a fly on the wall i'm more introverted in that scene because i want yeah. somebody to ask me my opinion right i'm not going to impose my opinion on somebody that <laughs> you know has their own perspective and i'm like hey if they ask me i'll give them an honest answer but like i'm not i'm not somebody to interject and talk about these topics unless i'm asked we're both like that actually i feel like um when we were traveling, it was funny because, like, whenever we'd go to a potter, we don't tell people we're potters, like, ever. So, um, if they don't know, we don't interject that, you know, that information. Yeah. <laughs> you mean when we're visiting a pottery studio or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, we'll just kind of look at it and then, you know, if they ask, I'll be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a potter. I'm a, you know, I make wheel thrown pottery and whatnot. Right. And, and you even mentioned that we had a podcast to that one person. I was like, you know what? I've never, like, had the th- 
thing. I think it's cool that we're both there and we can be like, yeah, we host a podcast and it doesn't feel like you're like boasting because sometimes it feels weird saying like I have yeah. a podcast. Yeah. To somebody and you're like, you should listen to me talk because I talk <laughs> so good and have such good ideas. <laughs> I, I also feel like sometimes, you know, like I feel like this when I tell people that I'm a potter is that like immediately, immediately they're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm Why don't a you throw production in front of there? Or do you feel like you're boasting if you say production potter? Nobody even knows what a fucking production potter is. But if like, they're a potter, though. If they're another I potter. Guess, oh, I do say I'm a production potter. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I do say that sometimes, you know. But, uh, but yeah, like, especially, like, I'm like, oh, I do pottery for a living. And they're like, and even if you say for a living, they're like, oh, is this a hobby? <laughs> <laughs> what did i just say for a living i'm not living that great but i'm I'm living like i own a brand new iphone and i do pottery for a living i make money doing pottery for a living (laughs) like you know um it's like hard to spell that out but also i feel that with the podcast too when you're like oh yeah i have a podcast (laughs) and they're like oh that's cute like I'm like, no, no, no. The thing is, the range is like, some people have their podcast where they just talk about something random and you don't know how many people listen to it. Yeah. And then there's some people that are, you know, well known because all they do is host a podcast. Right. right. Not all they do, but like, that's what they're known for is hosting a podcast. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, that's cute. That's such a cute hobby. I'm like, well, we've been doing it for two years. And they're like, oh, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like more than 10 people listen, okay? More than 10 people listen. <laughs> I think just the sake of being able to say we've been doing this for 2 years and we've had a podcast release of I keep saying podcast. I hate doing that. I have we've had episodes released episodes. every single week for the last 2 years. Like that shows a level of discipline and consistency and hey, they have something they can talk about. Just being able to talk about something for two hours. We're running out, though. For that don't, long. Yeah, don't let it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That shows a level of, like, discipline and saying, yeah, like, okay, like, they might have something that they, like, a value here that somebody listens to, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I do want to interject this to everybody who is listening. Is like, I want to see you at ClayCon West. Don't hug us immediately. Like, please, please say, can I hug you? <laughs> hello i am blah 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 i listen remember, to the, to the yeah. podcast remember May that I we don't you? know you even though you know us we don't know you keep that in mind <laughs> we're fine with hugging <laughs> but keep that in mind <laughs> <laughs> i think you're more prone to that too i don't know if it's because you're a female or uh what? well and i was on clay buddies way before you were or I wasn't on it before you. I just got bigger on Clay Buddies. And so when I was at ClayCon last yeah. time, it was a... Uh, and and even in Sika, people were like, oh my god. And I was like, not expecting let me, it. Let me hug you. Yeah. Yeah, not expecting the involuntary hugs. Which I'm totally fine with, honestly. But it's just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, say something first. Give me your just name say, first. Yeah, say, tell us your name. Tell us where you know us from. You know, <laughs> don't expect us to know you. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I'm. I'm looking forward to telling my mother in the future. Um. 
when when do you think that's gonna be? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, my mom still. Are you gonna tell know. her why you haven't told her? No. No. You gonna leave that like, up to interpretation? I feel like that that reason has is not even relevant anymore. It's like the original reason why I never told my mom, and I don't know if anybody actually knows this, is because um, my mom's super, super religious, and um, I um, have quite the mouth, as we've learned, and... uh, Quite the mouth. (laughs) Quite the mouth. And my my manners need to be a bit refined. Um, (laughs) uh, But... I never told her because if she had listened to it, she would be disappointed in me for speaking the way that I speak, even though I'm not upset about the way that I speak, but she would be upset about the way that I speak. And um, so I never told her for that reason. And then it got to like a year, and then we made it into a joke. And um, even even this week when so I So where are we at now? <laughs> we're at now it's just like, now we just got to see how long it will, how long it'll last. Like, <laughs> even this week, when I was driving to see you, she was like, now who are you going on this trip with? Because I called her and I was like, oh, by the way, I'm going on a road trip on my way to the road trip. And she goes, and who are you going on? I was like, my friend Ryan and Rachel. And she was like, and who are they? And I was like, and she goes, those are the people. <laughs> you Did you have pasta with them one time? And I was like, <laughs> That's how I know him. We made pasta. We made pasta together. (laughs) (coughs) So, anyway, um, she's getting a hang of Instagram, so once she totally figures it out, it'll probably be no-go from there, but we still got a couple months. Um. (laughs) Not a no-go as in, like, you're not going to keep going. It's just... No, yeah, it's just... It'll be found out. (laughs) It'll be found. She won't listen. And like I've said many, many times, she'll not... She's not going to listen to the podcast regardless. So, um, she loves me, but she's, you know, not interested in this type of stuff. She's she's not as dedicated as you, Deidre. Um. (laughs) Thanks, Deidre. Thanks, Deidre. We love you. Uh. (laughs) But yeah, no, I'm... I'm really excited to see, I'm just really excited to see, like, where it goes and, like, um, like, all the people that we talk to and all the people that we can connect with, you know? Um, but. Yeah, I think it's, it's nice when we do get people that are getting value out of it and, like, they are sharing the podcast with people that say, hey, I heard this. Yeah. And this helped me. Yeah. And they're they're not sharing it because it and like it feels a little weird sometimes when I like share something to say, "Hey, we talked about this on the podcast." And it feels like I'm like marketing it. Right. But really, I'm just like saving myself a bunch of effort because they're asking a very general question. Yeah. What kind of wheel should I get? And I can just be like, "Hey, point you to this episode. We this talked episode. about it for 2 yeah. hours. Go listen to it. We talked yeah. about food safety." We talk about this or that. Yeah. We talk about pinholing. Like, go listen. I don't can't tell you how many times I've referred people to the Josh episode. Oh, I know. Yeah. Where we talk about the glaze defects and firing issues and stuff like that. That it's like, if anything, that's a good documentation for me to just point people in the right direction. But it's cool to have people say, hey, I learned this and they shared this thing and it was really helpful for me or 
yeah. it was interesting to hear them talk about that. So it's kind of you're seeing it like spread to to others. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure there's new people finding this every day. That's either they either don't know me or they don't know you or they know one of us and don't know the other exists. Yeah. Or, or you know they hear how about that's the possible. I don't know somebody and <laughs> like they find it from somebody else that listened to it. So it's yeah. or they're just fans of like Leanne. And yeah. they listen to that episode and they find us and like, hey, maybe they are a potter and they didn't know anything about it. So, yeah, it feels good to um, it feels good to contribute, you know, to contribute to the pottery world in a way that we can and that's easy for us and enjoyable for us, you know. Yeah, I know it's not my spot to be a blogger. I am not that's not how i work me neither much more of an audio i'll record a video unedited if i have a instagram video i'm not gonna edit that some bitch no like i'm not doing that so this like unedited just talking that's my speed i can dedicate that if i don't have to spend another two or three hours afterwards doing some something with it to make sure it's polished and ready to go yeah totally okay what's the funniest what's like in your mind what's the funniest moment that sticks out in your mind of the last two years from a specific episode or anything uh two years i mean or like the funniest in the funniest part oh the the most exciting part um i mean the funniest part was probably when you were talking about when we were talking with Josh and you were like, wait, did Jesus make the pawns or something like that? That was probably my, which was, I believe at the end of our best of episode. Wait, did Jesus make the pond or did man make the pond? <laughs> that was probably the, the funniest like recorded moment. And some of the talks with like, you know, um, with Amanda about the kiln issue, the kiln. Oh God, were, were pretty great, and that was still early on. Like that we, was early. That on. was our like second interview or first interview or something like that. I think second inter- <laughs> first interview together. Because I talked with John before that, but um, yeah, those are just the marshmallows. Those are just like in the moment that it's fun that you can get those moments. Yeah. With somebody that you're comfortable enough with that. It's, it's almost like the the microphone's not there or like you don't realize how many people could hear it oh yeah but yeah. it's like but it's honest and like hey this is what happened like don't listen to becca but <laughs> uh for me the funniest moments are when we say we're live every single time i think it's funny <laughs> that we crack ourselves up every single time we start that's the funniest part to me <sighs> I love when Charles makes an appearance, too. That's pretty good. Hilarious. I feel like sometimes we just need a moment of silence for Charles to just (laughs) do his thing. Oh, I forgot to tell you, the new cat is afraid of Charles, which is so sad. Mm. So sad. I opened up the window for her, and she was like, and once Charles went by and the horn went a couple times, she was like, fuck that, I'm in the closet. She went... (laughs) Ooh, that's like marble in the vacuum. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who is your dream guest for the next year? Because I feel like we say this though. 
Yeah, because I feel like we've already, yeah, we got to manifest it. We've right. already um, had your dream guests on, which was Kurt. All right. My next dream guest, which I've talked to Becca about, is Florian Gatsby. Oh, yeah. It is, isn't it? I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm, that it would feels be like such a figure that is so well known that it, it's his like videography and just... There's things that he shares so much, like so much of it is just his yeah. attention to detail with the photography, videography, his consistency. Yeah. His ability to like actually respond to people with thoughtful responses with the size of his audience on Instagram. And, uh, he's only he, like, he's younger than us. He's like 28 yeah. or 29. He seems extraordinarily humble as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's that my is, dream guest right now. He's a superior human being. And I think we have... I think we could make it happen. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, but I'm ready. <laughs> uh, I don't think we're going to make it happen. I think that's one of our listeners is going to have to make it happen. See, I think... The thing is... Some of those people that have these audiences, they find time yeah. to to share when they're asked. When it's not, when it's, I think, I think when it's like genuine and you know that like people are in it for the right reasons, they're not. They get reached out to on a daily basis for spam shit of like, yeah. hey, grow your Instagram following or do this. We'd love to collaborate, and it's it's with. Like, it is somewhat in our interest to want to have him on here because it helps grow the podcast, but also, like, he's all about sharing a lot of his process, so I feel like yeah. sharing an audio format, some people are really open to that, and it seems like his personality would be open to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Whereas, like, some people would think, you know, they wouldn't even have time to reply to messages or answer thoughtfully to comments that are, like, good and good questions um, yeah like some people kurt says it all the time like some people are like i can't believe you responded to me right it's like well they're like human they're, they're people too yeah yeah for sure so we'll see who yeah is your dream guest for the next one who? year <laughs> um you know what i I don't know if I have, like, a dream guest. There's two people that I really want on there, on. Um, one would be Joe from... Um, Joe Bot? No. I do love Joe Bot, but... Um, Joe from Old Forge Creations? From Old Forge Creations. And I've talked to him I think he would totally it. do it, too. I've talked to him about it. And um, we have a, a good camaraderie. Um and then yeah, I uh, talk to him on occasion too. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think the audio format would be good for him because he's not much about showing his face. Yeah, and making it too much about him and making it more about the pots. So I think he yeah. would be open to share his process because he blogs and yeah shares all these things anyway. So I think that would be a good fit. Personally. Yeah, I'd really like to talk with him, and I know that he's. I think he's concerned about time, and um, also he's very busy, and he has a kid and. You know, he's yeah. he's just got a lot going on. And then another one is Amy uh, from 
pines and pottery. Is that did nice. I say it right? Did I say it right? Yeah, pines and pottery. I it's did. Like I said it right. I know. You know what? Some people's um, Instagram names, for some reason, to me, they're um, my cat bit my cord. That motherfucker. Um, sorry. The good cat or the new cat or Lloyd or Babs. Lloyd. Um. Anyway. Uh. Uh. <laughs> sorry. Um. So Amy, uh, I talked to her about doing it uh, last week, and I communicate with her frequently. Um. But when she heard the podcast of us reviewing the cups, then she listened to Leanne's, and then she listened to um, Heidi's, and she was like, I was, she said, I was laughing the whole time through Heidi's. I was like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think she'd be a good guest too. I think there's some value yeah. and some, some things that she could share that would resonate with people from her, you know, family life and balancing it and yeah. the type of work she makes, and she's in a different skill set as well. Like, we focus mainly on wheel throwing and weaving with a bunch of wheel throwers for the most part i know i really and like she to does get hand, hand building and i think it's interesting to talk about that yeah process. so anyway i need to send her a link maybe she'll be on soon Ooh. that'd be fun and i think i already have a note on here with questions that i had in mind for her that i Sweet. made back in april of course yeah <laughs> um yeah no i i um, oh, what I was saying about the Instagram names. Some Instagram names, I see them and I literally cannot pronounce them. Like, it, the words jumble together. I don't know if it's like I have dyslexia or something, but they like jumble together. So it's hard for me to like really. Because you out. don't know where to break them up? Yeah, I don't know like where to break it because they're all together. So that's why I have a really hard time with some names. Um, and that happens to be one of them. Um, bold over ceramics that was a really hard one for me for a long time too ashley's name but i got it um yeah uh anyway uh yeah so that probably like amy and joe so nice those are my tops the tower of pizza they're the tops they're the mona lisa um (laughs) nice (laughs) i don't know if i didn't get that joke if that's a a song Um, yeah. A Brad Paisley song? The Mona Lisa? No, it's like, you're the tops, you're the Tower of Pisa, you're the tops, you're the Mona Lisa. Um, I don't know, it's an old song. Oh, yeah, I don't know that song. It's it sounded Nash. old the way you sang it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. It would be interesting, we should do a thing, it'd be interesting to get people's opinions on who they want to hear, um, who people want to have on the show maybe that's a good uh patreon question oh that is a good patreon question or just a instagram stories question yeah yeah for sure um yeah i really do i am excited like it's taken me a while but i am excited to have more guests on the show and um get more uh you know versatile versatility and like doing a lot of different things on the podcast yeah i think there's only so much that you and i can just riff on yeah on a random week that we don't prepare and coming up with questions for somebody that we know of we follow their work we have somewhat of a they're either like an acquaintance or we feel like we have a rapport with them and we understand them 
to where we would have a good casual conversation and it would be beneficial for people to hear. Um, yeah, I don't think we're moving to... I don't think you can expect that we're going to become an interview podcast. Right. Um, you know, we want to sprinkle it in and make sure it's strategically sprinkled in where it brings value to you all. Yeah. And we're prepared enough that we can ask good questions. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Get some good discussion. That's definitely been our goal from the very beginning too, because, um, I personally, I, I can speak from my feelings personally. I'm not a huge fan of interview podcasts because I feel like they have the same format over and over again. Um, and I know that we are a little bit off the cuff, just enough that when we do interview people, it's different every time. You know, we talk about different things every time. And it's always been very intentional that we interview people that have a specific set of skills so that we can ask questions appropriately to that set of skills. Um, So, yeah. And, uh, And that's kind of, like, been our whole goal. And I feel like we've completely exceeded in that goal you know, with the people that we've interviewed. Yeah. I think, I think choosing who, who we decide to chat with, you know, it's totally up to us and we can decide what, what's interesting to me to ask them that yeah. maybe I, it is a little weird, right? Cause we're in a spot where we're asking them questions and like in a normal day to day, if I just showed up to this person, I might not ask them. Yeah. But for the sake of like, getting value out of it and prying a little bit to see what we can get that's going to be valuable that there's some nuggets in there yeah is um is is fun to do and it i would feel really pushed to um interview somebody like weekly or like if we had to do an interview every month like we get to pick and choose you know yeah we decide the standard and what kind of cadence we want to do for it yeah i also do love that every person that we interview for some reason well not for some reason but it's it feels like after we interview them we have like this great little weird quirky friendship with them afterwards um i love that yeah it makes me want to like go visit some of these people's studios and like just hang out with them for a weekend or something i know i know i also love that we are not famous like personally you know um in the clay world i guess like you know i'm like a nobody and you're a nobody and Mm -hmm. um and we interview these people that aren't nobodies or maybe they are nobodies um but they still have a lot of value to give and i mean nobody in the sense of like you know we're just regular people just living our lives um and not necessarily not thousands upon hundreds of thousands of people in the in the clay world or in the instagram world look up to us just maybe like a thousand people you know and yeah um and that's i think that's cool you know to that we don't we're not coming in thinking um that they should know us we're going in you know knowing them which is kind of fun yeah and one other thing that i've was just thinking about earlier as well before we met was like I feel like having to chat about topics also kind of humbles me 
because sometimes you think you're kicking ass and stuff. Like, some people might look at it and be like, oh, you have 30,000 followers, like, you're kicking ass. But it's yeah. like, you get humbled because you get tested on what you know and what you don't know, and your your brain is tested, not just what you can photograph and put out for people to consume, and a lot of people like it. Like, yeah. that's a different skill set. So... I think judging people based on the knowledge that they provide and like what they know about certain things and is way more about and like their character. Yeah. Is something that I've grown to like appreciate more doing the podcast. Yeah. Than just judging people on the surface level of like how many people follow you or not that I was like, hey, how many followers do you have? It's like, you know these are individuals like a lot of people don't know them even though they've yeah. done a good job and have been consistent with growing a following they're still just a regular person right yeah and it goes the other way too you know it's like how many people have we talked to that have 250 followers that are literally kicking ass you know right. that are um just amazing you know, and, and like so, so much smarter <laughs> than we will ever be in certain areas, you know? Um, and it's just, they're just like, eh, we don't care that much about that particular part of our lives, you know? Um, yeah, Which yeah is totally I, fine. It's like, there's different yeah. ways to succeed and there's different ways to, to grow your business, live your life, yeah. do your hobby that like... Hey, we're not all following the same set of, you know, you know, notebook, like whatever notes you have right. of how this thing's going to progress. Like we're not all following the same guide. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I mean, like, even with you and me, like you have 30,000 followers. I have, I don't know, seven. Um, but as far as, you know, we have different expertise levels, you know, I know significantly more about kiln management and firing techniques than you do and you know significantly more about how to showcase your work and sell and stuff than I do and um that bodes very well I mean the fact that we do this podcast together and you are 15 20,000 22,000 more followers than I am but we are on the same level shows that we you know it's not about that necessarily you know, we can, I just don't fucking care. And you do. And <laughs> like, you know, that, um, that is shown quite well with our relationship. Clearly. Yeah. And we can, and we can also like disagree on certain things or bicker back and forth and like, we're not holding it against each other. <laughs> yeah. For and, right, like, yeah signing you off because you disagree with me or you have this stance or you think this about me or whatever it's like yeah. hey I'm <laughs> almost never offended by anything so it's like i got a thick skin yeah thank god thank and, god uh, and we can talk candidly and it's i think a benefit of ourselves individually as well as just whoever listens to this that doesn't yeah. have to get a a filtered version yeah that's because I, I feel that... like a lot of social media, a lot of the Instagram accounts, people are very. I think some people are very reluctant that they, like their confidence. Is some people have the confidence so built into their surface level, like 
what people see. And oh, they're yeah. reluctant to even like share stories and show their faces and talk because they have to yeah. record it three and four times. Yes. Whereas we can talk off the cuff and we're confident in what we're saying because people get the gist of what we're saying. They know us enough and like we don't give a shit to a point. Yeah. That like I think you kind of got to have that confidence and you know not take everything. Like, You'll never get catfished so... if you listen to us. <laughs> be very um yeah be very reluctant and like ooh, it's it's just not right like i gotta i gotta i can't put that out or something like that yeah yeah yeah. no that is true and like the fact that we're able to mess up and stuff is helpful hi marvel marbs hey marbs um yeah yeah that's true i mean <sighs> yes I think that, well, I was thinking, like, one of the biggest compliments to me, if somebody says anything to me about the podcast, is when they say, I've listened to other ceramic podcasts, and it's not, like, you know, maybe it's not their cup of tea, and then they say, but you guys are just so off the cuff. You know, it's just, it's totally different. And I, sometimes I feel like I don't know how it's totally different, how our podcast is different, but... I appreciate that we're doing something different than the norm. Um, So much so that we can reach out to that audience that maybe, you know, is looking for something different. So that's kind of cool. That's like the best compliment for me. Yeah. Authenticity. Authenticity. Marbs. Marble. All right, is that your last question in there? Yeah, I only had four questions. Did four you have questions. anything to add? I was trying to think of what else I was thinking earlier that, um, yeah, I, I think for me, like, the Instagram account itself and, like, why I consistently do it, I think it's cool to just be able to look back on on what what I've done historically, and the podcast is the same. Like when we're going back and listening to episodes for best of, it's interesting to hear like how I talk about certain things or, you know, the kiln thing of like the back and forth and defending (laughs) the like kiln decisions. And like some of it's like, oh, come on. And then some of it is, you know, you're, you're, you can see like the understanding and the learning in the moment. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, this is where I understood about that topic and learned more about it. And, like, we're learning while we're talking here, so... Yeah. Like, I've probably learned way more just from talking to you through the podcast than I would have learned just... You know, you can only do so much when you're just making work. Right. And, like, understanding business things, and, like, I can share with you um, questions that come up, and we can actually you know, talk it out. And I, I know where you're coming from because I know a little bit of how your brain works on certain things. And then you know how my brain works. So you know kind of where I'm coming from it. Yeah. And we can kind of like, you can answer it with knowing how how I work so that it's like kind of meeting in the middle a little bit or like, you know how I need to hear it. You know what I was thinking of just now when you said that? How you always are like, so do you mean like when you're this and this and this and this? And I'm like, no, 
I don't mean that at all. <laughs> that happens so much. <laughs> Where you're just like, you, you're like trying to predict what I'm thinking. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like to predict things in general. I know. And try to like think ahead and just say, is this how it's going to go? And then you're like, no, that's not how my brain works. Yeah. So funny. Um, but yes, in general, yes, you definitely know how I think and I know how you think. So it does work well that way. But yeah, just have just having the history of the, the episodes is nice to like look back on and just have something documented. Yeah. Not that I'm just going to like historically go back and listen to everything and understand like, but it's, it's cool to be able to see the growth and like, yeah. what excited me a year and a half ago. And, like, what excites me now with yeah. the business and, like, what's going to change in a year from now and how's that going to progress? I mean, listening back, did you have any feelings about listening back to older episodes when you were in Monroe still and, like, in that transition during COVID before you moved? And, like, have you had any thoughts about how it's come across differently on the podcast since you've been in Indiana versus Monroe? Mm, I don't know, because I feel like I haven't really listened back all that much, but definitely, I think that generally I'm just a lot happier. I don't know that you can hear that on the podcast. Obviously, somebody said that I was, I felt boring all the time, but... Um, that was also answered in, in February, so you were only in Indiana for like a month or two. That's so. true. And majority I was still of what tired. they're working off of yeah. is from Monroe, so. Yeah, and, well, and, and also I don't know if, I mean, I talk about it, but I don't know if a lot of people understand the health issues that I've had over the past couple of years, and the, like, chronic fatigue and um, all that stuff that's happened. Um, generally, I'm a, a much happier human being right now, and um, I think that that comes through just with how we communicate now as opposed to how we used to communicate. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, just mentally I'm a little bit more up. Sorry. Um, mentally I'm a little bit, you know, higher than lower now, which is good. Yeah. And um, happier in my life. Which is that made me that made me think of the one survey thing that was asking if we're okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Somebody, uh, you want me to read it? Yeah. <laughs> it says sometimes I worry that you're not okay. I love the roller coaster ride, but I'm worried it doesn't have a happy ending. I don't know what the ending of this is, but I need to know that Ryan is getting out of the house and interacting with people, and that Becca is taking care of herself mentally. I can assure you there is a yes to both of those questions. <laughs> Ryan and some gets of the, out of the like house. sharing of like, okay, I'm going down to the studio. Okay, I'm in the house working from home. Like some of that is just sharing what's actually going on. Yeah. So it's like real and in the moment of this is what actually happened. It's like, how was your day? Good. All right. Good. Yeah. Same thing. Sweet. Work. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's not like I can't leave the house. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and I mean, like, we share a lot more about our personal life in the podcast than we do on our Instagrams, but um, we still leave a lot out, you know, so that is that, too, so, um, but yeah, 
all is well. I think that, yeah, I'm, I'm so proud of us. We're like, <laughs> we've had a podcast for two years. Like, who says that? Who could say that? Like, not a lot of people. I mean, a, a fair amount of people, but not a lot of people, you know. Not in this space, at least. No. You know? Um, and- I saw a few pop up through COVID that it's like, hey, we got time at home. Let's try this. I don't. Yeah. I don't know that all of them kept going. Yeah. It's it's kind of a you decide to do it and then when priorities shift you kind of table it. Yeah. Put it on the shelf. But I think one thing I was shooting for is when I get into something like this and we built it to this point of having the consistency that I want to keep going with it. Yeah. And And it's been um I think it's been a struggle but also good for us in the sense of like we've kept it as low maintenance as possible as we possibly can with still having a somewhat quality podcast you know um as far as editing goes and like doing the uh doing the patreon and stuff like that you know we're adding a little bit more to it but i think we both know that if we add too much it's going to stress us out to yeah. a point that we won't be able to maintain it, and that's not our goal. Like, our goal is to be able to maintain this, however low maintenance it is, you know? Right. Yeah, I think that's going to work long-term the best because, you know, we talked about early on, like, hey, are we going to record these and put these on YouTube? And then, like, we're you know, we started off putting little snippets on the Instagram. It's yeah. like, we're two people. We only have so much time. I don't want to be on Instagram for four hours a day. I yeah. can't physically be on there four hours a day. Um, and we have other priorities. So, like, other things take precedent. But we know that consistently we're going to meet at least yeah. once a week for two hours and put focus into this. And then we're going to spend time weekly getting the, the podcast ready to be released. Yeah, and we can promise you that. <laughs> and that's and, uh, and that's what we can promise you. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's good that, I just think that that's really the goal, and that's, like, that's what's made us successful, is that when we started, we were, like, this is our bare minimum that we can do, and that's what we've done, and um, if you've been along for the ride the whole time, you know that we've gotten better at it, but uh, we thank you for sticking with us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many, like, it's interesting looking at the listener questions and just seeing the number of them. Have you ever scrolled down and just saw, because we keep all the answered ones. Have you, like, scrolled down and really looked at how many are in there? I didn't. There's, like, there's, like, a hundred questions or, like, 150 questions. Yeah, there's a lot. Not to mention the Q&A. Like, there's so, so many questions. I think that in and of itself, like, has benefited a lot of people. Yeah, I love the community that we've got, too. You know, there's, like, a core group of people that are always interacting and always kind of communicating with us, which is really fun. Holy shit, do you know what I just figured out? What? It's almost, we're almost to September. We got to get PotSwap going. I just thought about PotSwap a second ago and was like, yeah, that's coming. That's coming. Oh, shit. When you mentioned the core group of people, I'm like... Yeah, we need those core group of people for the uh, pot swap. Yeah, anyway, that's coming. Um, Look out for that in 
We said October. We said science were going to be in October. October. Yeah. So we got to figure it out in September. Um, so, yay. Uh, that should be fun. Uh, <laughs> I feel like pot swap is the thing that... Um, pot swap is like... <laughs> pot swap is an afterthought to me. It's like it rushes up on us and I'm like, oh my gosh, we got to do pot swap. Pot swap is like the thing I dread to love. It's like... Oh fuck, we gotta do that. And then when it happens, it's like this was so great. And then when it after, we're like, fuck, like that was a lot of work. That was yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's like so crazy how it's just like, yeah, it's like dreaded, but also it's great. You know, Uh, it's just a lot of work. And but someday we'll get to it where some nobody's complaining about it. No, we won't. That's mostly you're still gonna have people to complain, but. The number of people complaining is going to be minuscule. Yeah. Depending on the number, you know, in relation to the number of people that are actually participating and enjoying it. And yeah. Yeah. Totes. I'm, totes I'm getting more comfortable with to like delegating. I am getting more and more comfortable with that, whether it's business or yeah. home things or, you know, marriage things that it's like, I'm fine with delegating things because... If somebody can do it nearly as good as I can do it with full focus, go for it. I'm so proud of you because that's taken a while. That's taken a while. I think I just realized that there's only so many hours in the day and that my, like, perfectionist mindset is not benefiting me to worry about some things. Yeah. That it's like, just do it. I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Just fucking do it. No, yeah, it's it's a great moment when when you finally come to that realization. Yeah. And then try not to like feel like feel like they need to do it the way that your brain would work if you were yeah. to do it, and feeling like you should have done this or you should have known that. It's more like, yeah. Hey, it could be their first time doing this or. They're just learning. They haven't gone through the iterations of that you've gone through. Yeah. So they're still figuring it out. So give them some grace. Grace. Or they take a different approach and like, hey, if it works, it, it works. works. And I didn't have to put the effort in. So it's like, hey, awesome. Sweet. Yeah, totally. I don't really have anything else to say except for I'm proud of us. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Yeah. We appreciate you all. Yes, we do. I appreciate do. you, Becca, a lot. I appreciate you. <laughs> me, me, tear, me. <laughs> Single tear. Single tear. Okay. Cool. All right. Thanks everybody for listening, and we'll yeah. catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Yo, yo, higgity, yo. It's Becca here. Hey, just so you know, thank you for listening. And also, we have... What do we have again? A Patreon. A Patreon. We have a Patreon that you should go and... If you want to donate to, you could donate to it. If you don't, that's cool too. But um, just Google Wheel Talk Podcast Patreon. Don't do the other one. Because uh, there is a Wheel Talk on Patreon, but it's not us. So make sure you get the right one. It's and in the show notes. It's in the show notes. And also, um, leave us a review because they're fun to read. Okay, bye. <laughs>